with a recording date of Monday, January 22nd. It is 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm Todd Wright. Thanks for listening to my podcast. The Todd Wright Toddcast is presented by Brandon Legal Group, your full-service law firm servicing the greater Tampa Bay area. I'm a paid non-attorney spokesperson reminding you if you are an adult male paying permanent alimony and you live in the state of Florida, what are you waiting for? Your financial obligation can be lessened or eliminated altogether because as of July 1st, 2023, the law in the state of Florida changed and eliminated permanent alimony. Brandon Legal Group can help. 813-902-3576 or for a free consultation, visit brandonlegalgroup.com. It is cool. It is chilly. Uh, I know that's going to change here in the greater Tampa Bay area in a matter of days, but it's been this way with the wet winter and a terrific destination for a lot of social reasons or just the most basic reason of I need to get out of the house. Pin Chasers, three locations in the greater Tampa Bay area. Visit pinchasers.net for more information on those locations. Three locations in the greater Tampa Bay area for Pin Chasers, for Lane and Party Reservations, pinchasers.net. Thank you to Anthony Peroni for sponsoring football season here on the Todd Wright Toddcast, which is obviously where we're going today. Uh, after the divisional round of the playoffs, we have three games left to determine who will be the Super Bowl champion. Um, right.todd at yahoo.com. Right.todd at yahoo.com is my email. After last night's game between the Chiefs and the Bills, which amazingly all kind of fell on time. CBS wanted to squeeze in some hour drama involving putting out fires. I don't know what the name of the show is. I'm not judging it. I don't watch it. I just know it had something to do with putting fires out outside. And it was scheduled to start at 10 p.m. And amazingly, when you try to bookend things around sporting events, It actually started at 10 p.m. CBS still had time to do some post-game from their studio with James Brown and their entire crew. I actually used to work with James Brown. No, I didn't see him every day. We were all remote back in my sporting news radio days. James Brown did the midday show that followed Tony Bruno when I was doing Todd Wright Tonight in the evenings after taking the all-night-with-Todd-Wright concept from ESPN over to Sporting News Radio and rebranding it as Todd Wright Tonight, where I was for over seven years. I even filled in for JB uh, sometimes uh, in the midday, or he would come on my show, and an absolute professional in every sense of the word. And he still looks like a million bucks. Always has, always will. Nate Burleson on the desk of the NFL today, went out of his way to not blame the kicker for the Bills' loss. I noticed no one else on the set nodded in agreement or said as much because they were all probably thinking what I was thinking. Nate You've been hanging around with the Nickelodeon kids too much, and you've gone soft. 
That's the kicker's job, especially where we have gone with kickoffs and how meaningless they are and how unlikely onside kicks are even recovered these days. Here's the kicker job in the NFL. Every time I send you out there, put points on the board, whether it's one or three. That's all you have to do. That's it. And if you can't do it, we're going to find somebody else. Here's my point going big picture from the divisional playoff weekend. Common thread of all four losing teams in the divisional round. All four had a missed field goal. Sure, there was a team that won that also had a missed field goal. But a common denominator for all four losses in the divisional round was having a missed field goal. Let's go one by one. Texans-Ravens. Really, it was the... In a weekend of competitive football, the only half that wasn't competitive, that wasn't riveting, to use the Netflix term, that wasn't back and forth, was the second half of Texans Ravens. I would argue, had the Texans made the field goal with... What was it? 32 seconds left. I'm sorry. 37 seconds left. Fairbairn goes out from 47 and was right and it looked potentially short. Texans could have had the lead at halftime. 13-10. Halftime lead. Texans get nothing out of really the last drive they did anything. And I think that missed field goal going into half was a real missed opportunity, potentially game-changing. I'm not assuming the Ravens don't go on to win. But if you don't think the Texans getting points in the final seconds of that first half and going in up 13-10 rather than we got nothing out of that opportunity. We're 10-10. I think that is a factor. I don't think that should be overlooked. That missed field goal end of the first half. The late game, Niners-Packers. And yes, Niners win the game despite a missed field goal. But let's go to the end of the game. Packers have a 21-17 lead. Drive down the field. They get started at at 21-17. They have the ball with 9.37 to go on their own 10. Big Aaron Jones run for 37. At this point, you're the Packers saying, all right, we're getting points out of this. Let's make this a 7-10 to point game. 
You've got it first and 10 after the Aaron Jones run at the San Francisco 37. San Francisco has a neutral zone infraction on the the next play after the Jones run. You've got it first and five at the Niners 32. You're already in field goal range now. You get eight on the next play. Now it's first and 10 at the 24, right? Now you've got to be thinking, well, yeah, this is now field goal range inside of 50 yards. Unfortunately, they didn't run the ball. I, I, I don't know why. Love pass for no gain. Actually, Jones did run off left guard for one yard. Then on third and nine, Love incomplete. So here you go. You're fourth and nine at the San Francisco 23 with 621 to go. You send out Carlson for a 41-yard field goal to make it a seven-point game. And he misses it. Niners get the ball back with the benefit of starting at the 31. So if Carlson makes it, let's look at what happens. We, we talked about Texans missing an opportunity for points at the end of the first half. They can go in to the locker room leading the Ravens 13-10. The vibe in that locker room is going to be different than it was when they didn't get any points out of being on the Ravens side of the field at the end of the first half. And you saw what even happened in the plays after the missed field goal, how the Texans were just destroying Lamar Jackson, just coming at him left and right. That locker room is totally different. The emotions are different. And we may see a different Texans team that comes out in the second half against the Ravens. Let's look at all the ramifications of the missed field goal by Carlson for Green Bay. You could have been up seven. And I'm telling you right now, Shanahan's not a guy because he hadn't been in that situation where he gets a touchdown, he's at home, he's kicking the point and taking the tie. He's not going to be one of those down seven, get a late touchdown, and then, yeah, we're going to go for two in the win. No, Shanahan's not that guy. So Green Bay misses a chance to go up seven with 621 to go. And because the ball was spotted from the 31, the Niners get the ball there. What, 80% of kickoffs are touchbacks these days. So they're getting an extra six yards right there to start from the 31. Doesn't seem like a big deal to you. Also, there's the whole emotion swing off a missed field goal. Like, wow, we can now go down and score a touchdown and win the game. Now it's not, well, now we need to go the length of the field after they just made it a seven-point game, and we're going to have to tie it and then see what happens in overtime. So huge momentum swing there on the missed field goal. Niners get the benefit of six extra yards. They have plenty of time. They go down despite not having one of their best weapons in Debo Samuel, and Purdy does get the Niners down the field. McCaffrey gets in the end zone, and the Niners win 24-21. Miss field goal. Do your job. 
let's go to the Lions-Bucks game. And I'm going to go back to something that Todd Bowles said when the Bucks cut Ryan Suckup off last year's team. In Bowles' words, the reason they cut Suckup was because they needed a kicker who was better from 50 yards and longer. That was the reason. Go look it up for yourself. Suckup had been there. You know, the Bucks had gone through various kicker issues over the last 20 years and then before Gramatica and uh, before they were a Super Bowl team the first time. Suckup was accurate. Bowles' complaint, I can't use him from long range. We need to have a guy who can I can put out there from 50 and longer, and Suckup's not that guy. Okay. And McPherson had been very good for the Buccaneers. And there are the Bucs in a 10-3 game. Late part of the second quarter, Bucks started a drive at their own 13, hit Mike Evans for 23 right away. Eventually worked their way to the Detroit 32. Now 229 to go. And Bulls, this is what they signed. Did I call him McPherson? I'm sorry. McLaughlin for. 50 yards. Go get him. Make it a 10-6 game. McLaughlin misses. Hits the upright. Now, sure, the Buccaneers force three and out. Right after that, get the ball back, go length of the field, get a touchdown right before the end of the half to tie it at 10. But the Bucs could have been up 13-10 at half, just like the Texans could have been up 13-10 at half. I say a different game. Late game. Bringing this all the way back around to what Nate Burleson said afterwards, Mr. Nickelodeon. Oh, it's, you know, it's not the kicker's fault. Yeah, it is. And I won't walk you through as much of that because it's pretty obvious why we're having this conversation. And now we're to the fourth game of the weekend. And the Bills drive down. And after missing an opportunity for either a first down, if Diggs catches the ball, I think at that point, down the stretch, Josh Allen simply wasn't calling Diggs' number. I don't think Allen felt that was worthwhile. Diggs is streaking across on a drag route, open. Conceivably, Allen throws to Diggs. Diggs can run to the left sideline and get the first down. I think at that point, Allen's like, nah, let me take a shot. Allen short arms the ball off his back foot, 
way short of an open receiver down the middle of the field in the end zone than what they do on third down. Uh, incomplete deep right with pressure on a play that never had a chance. So McDermott sends out Tyler Bass from 44. Wide right. Game over. Every team that lost in the divisional round had their field goal kicker let them down. I'm not saying all four losing teams win if their kickers don't miss. But at least one of them would. Maybe two of them do. And for the other two games, the losing team would have led it half. And I think that's a tangible difference than what we had. So, yeah. Sorry, Nate Burleson. There was a reason why none of your colleagues on the NFL today were nodding and agreed with you when you said it wasn't the kicker's fault at the end of the Kansas City-Buffalo game. That's their job. The kickoff doesn't mean much anymore. Onside kicks don't aren't successful based on new rules anymore. What else are you there to do? Every time you go out there as a kicker, your job is put points on the board. That is why you get a really good paycheck. Is it as good as a quarterback's paycheck? No. But it's still a really good paycheck. As someone I knew from the University of Florida said to me a year after, and he was bouncing around, it would go through you know, Bucks camps and other camps and then arena camps. And this was after the first inclination of the USFL. I don't think he was old enough at that time, somewhere around the turn of the 90s or early 90s. And I knew him. And then suddenly he pops up and he's, he's either trying out for an outdoor football team or an indoor football team. And I said to him, either on air or off air, I said, you told me last year was your last year and you were done kicking. What happened? He said to me, quote, my wife said to me, if someone is stupid enough to pay you to kick a football, you do it. End of quotation. Can't argue with that. Teams are paying these kickers to put points on the board, nothing else. Do it. And when you don't, they should find someone else. I don't know if Bass or Carlson are going to be back on their respective teams. It wasn't as high profile for the Bucks, but it was the reason Bulls cut suck up was for uh, McLaughlin to make 50-yard kicks. He didn't. Bucks would have had the halftime lead. Fairbairn would have given the Texans the halftime lead. That's their job. If you can't do it, find someone else until you do.
My email is right.todd at yahoo.com, right.todd at yahoo.com. I'm getting you this podcast early because I want to get one out later this week talking about the four remaining teams in the conference championship round with a win can move on to the Super Bowl. Look for that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. The Todd Wright Toddcast is presented by Brandon Legal Group and Pin Chasers. Thanks for listening.